Hello and welcome to Netflix, your weekly guide on what to binge this week. I'm Helen Daly. And I'm Helen Kelly. Together we're the two Helens. Consider us your go-to girl. Your go-to Helens. For everything you need to know on the latest Netflix releases. This week we'll be exploring Black Mirror's Bandersnatch and with an exclusive interview with creators Charlie Brooker and Annabelle Jones. The film quite literally took the world by storm last month, leaving a lot of people questioning whether they were being programmed and controlled and whether or not choosing your own adventure is any fun at all. We've got the lowdown on all of the details you missed, including a newly uncovered ending that even Charlie himself doesn't know how to find. Wow, stay tuned to find out more. Bandersnatch. Bander what? Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch is a unique Black Mirror story in that it's interactive. You, the viewer, get to decide what's going to happen. It's actually quite complicated behind the scenes, but for the viewer, it's fairly straightforward. You are given choices. Will you go out of the door or will you jump out of the window? But there's myriad sort of timelines and story branches you can go down. Frosties are sugar puffs. Well, I'm of a Cocoa Pops kind of girl, but I guess sugar puffs. Would you chop up your dad's body or just bury it? Chop up the body, obviously. Sorry, Dad. Of course, we're not about to commit a crime. We're here to talk about Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch, for those of you who haven't watched it already. Where have you been? Follow Stefan as viewers control every aspect of his life, much like the game he's creating called Bandersnatch. Viewers watch as he heads to Tuckersoft, a games developer, to work on his dream of turning a book into a game of the same name and design a video game. But obviously this is Black Mirror, so there's obviously something different going on. Viewers decide what happens to Stefan, and there are lots of different outcomes. Keep having these vivid dreams, like thinking weird things. What sorts of things? We're going to be a hit factory, like Motel, but for computer games. You heard it here first. Bandersnatch. It's an adventure game based on the book. Jerome F. Davies was a genius. See that bloke who went cuckoo and cut his wife's head off? When it's a concert piece, a bit of madness is what you need. You're not hearing voices or... No voices, but there is something. Bandersnatch was the final straw. Let's you see the bigger picture. Stefan, you're worrying me. You're stepping out of this. Yes, Stefan. Your fate has been dictated. You're not in control. Okay, so now you know what it's all about. What did you think of AHD? Personally, I loved it. I thought it was properly innovative and a lot of fun. Although I totally creeped myself out and I watched it at home alone, which I probably shouldn't have done. I ended up discovering that Stefan's dad was controlling him and feeding him a concoction of ice gem drugs before Stefan eventually killed him. So I think I got the complete Black Mirror ending and I was thrilled. And I'm totally obsessed with bleak dystopian fiction. So this was right up my street. I have to say, I wasn't 100% sold the first time I watched it. That might have been because I was super tired, but also I became incredibly frustrated that I couldn't know all of the endings. Going on Twitter and looking at other people's reactions was a very bad idea. I actually got quite jealous when I found out about other endings. So how did it end for you when you first watched it? I watched it for the first time with my boyfriend and we ended up killing Stefan pretty much early on. 
But the proper ending with the credits saw us kill his dad, chop up the body, and then get arrested, discovering the game had been a flop. We'd have gotten away with it if it wasn't for the neighbour's meddling dog. But did you find yourself arguing over the choices you had to make? Ten seconds is a very short time to argue over what cereal you want Stefan to eat, but we did have a few disagreements. Luckily, you can go back and change your choices, though. How many times have you watched it? Answer honestly. I'm not going to lie. I watched it once and it took maybe about an hour, maybe a little bit more. But then I went back and spent probably about two hours trying to get every single outcome. It was a completely wild night. Thankfully, though, I got the mega meta Netflix resolution at the end and I could go to bed happy and not convinced that the government was watching me. Are there any endings you've heard about but not sure if they're real? Yeah, so there's reportedly a trillion different endings and brain boxes on Twitter have been compiling flowcharts of every decision and outcome. It seems almost every day there's something new discovered. For example, did you know that there's approximately 99,999 possible combinations of phone number for the creepy psychiatrist? Apparently, someone on Twitter's making their way through all of them as we speak, so maybe there's something else in there. We'll have to wait and see. There are 100 theories and unanswered questions about Black Mirror and Bandersnatch out there. And who better to answer them than Black Mirror creators Charlie Brooker and Annabelle Jones? Here's what they had to say. So I thought we'd start with probably one of the hardest questions. Chop up the body or bury it? I thought you were going to say sugar puffs or frosties. Um, contentious. Well, I'm... Uh, I'm thinking chop up body. Because I just, you know, he's quite a big guy. Pulling them all the way through the kitchen, out the garden, over the mud. I think, would, I think it was a bit exhausting. Yeah, but you have to really put your back into chopping him up. I mean, technically yeah, he doesn't chop him up, he saws him up. Yeah. And that's really a lot of, that's more physical labour. Yeah, but at least all the blood's going in the bath, so you don't have to clean up. It's the clean up. What do you do with all the bits? What do you do with all the bits? Liquidise them. All the dad casserole you've got left in the bath. Liquidizer. In 84. Was there liquidizers in 84? Kenwood Chef. Yeah. Like a breaking bad acid situation. Mm. Yes. Moulinex. Keeps it simple. Moulinex makes it nice. Moulinex keeps it simple. That includes the price. Um, uh, uh, Whereas I would say bury the body because actually that opens up a few more narrative little choices and then you can go back and chop him up next time. (laughs) I did bury, actually. And I, Mm. I must think, actually... Do you have these kind of conversations when you were making it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we did. And, and we, we, we actually, we simplified something around that point because originally, if you, so who came, can you remember who came round to that? When you buried him, did Colin, Kitty or Tucker come round to the house? What happened next? Or can you even remember? Because you probably went through several. I times. went through about two hours worth uh-huh. of different endings. I want to say it was Colin, but I'm not sure. Okay. Right. Well, there was originally... If you if you chose to chop up the body, the doorbell would also ring at that point, and then you would go to the door. But he was Stefan was covered in blood, and so people would react differently to him because he's opening the door with blood all over him. Um, and we simplified that because it was just getting too mental. <laughs> it was getting too hard to finish the whole thing. Um, I like the way it's already complex, and now you're introducing something that we didn't even put in the film. It weirdly, so it's interesting, isn't it? Because so many people have gone through and done the whole thing more than once, I wonder actually whether we should have kept it quite complicated. Because we weren't anticipating people would... We thought people would just see one or two endings and then go, oh, that's enough for me. And leave, but it's been surprising that lots of people have kept going and wanted to see almost all of it. Then I suppose maybe if we'd made it that complicated, maybe they wouldn't have stuck with it. You just don't know, do you? 
No, but it is interesting. I think that it depends how you view, you know, in terms of how you're coming to it and what you view it and how you think it is, reflects how you play it. So mm-hmm. if you're watching on Netflix and you think this is a film, which it is, an interactive film, you might think, well, I've got to get to the official end. And you might not be comfortable until you think you've seen everything. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're a gamer and you're coming with that attitude, you might just think, well, I've, you know, 60 minutes is it had my average gameplay. Weirdly, I'd have thought the thing's the other way around, in a way. I'd have thought that the average... I mean, just to... Like, the, like someone who's just wanting to watch a film might want just I just want one beginning to end thing whereas a games player would tend to be more completist because you're sort of trained that way as a games player like you've got to see everything you've got to collect every uh bonus and 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 so I could imagine being more completist from a gaming perspective but if you if you've watched a film you you think I need to there's a story arc and I need to go from the beginning to the end and then I'll know that this is emotionally ended mm mm-hmm. But then as a gamer... <laughs> sorry, you can really imagine, going. this is why it took so long to make this film. Yeah. Now, I was going to say, you must, have, game. <laughs> you must have found it quite difficult to kind of limit yourself in that respect, because it could have as many endings as you possibly want. Yeah, it kept... It, like, and, and when we were, when, when we were making it, it kept... Uh, it got more and more complicated. Early on, it got quite complicated, and I had to learn how to use twine, which is like coding language, just to write the outline for the story. Because it got more complex than just a flow chart because it's tracking state changes. It's remembering what you're doing. It's giving you compressed versions of events, but it has to know what you've seen. All of that sort of stuff had to be in it from the start. And also, one of the things we were trying to do with Netflix was to test what was feasible on their platform. And so they kept, um, we kept saying, can we do this? And they'd go off and, tweak it so it could if you see what i mean mm. um but there was a point where there's a point in the in the in the episode where stefan goes to demonstrate the game and it crashes and they go what have you done and he goes oh i added a whole bit and that was a conversation we absolutely had because it would crash mm. the outline would crash and there were times when i was trying i was supposed to be making it more streamlined or sort something out and in doing so i'd end up adding a whole extra strand of story eventually there was a point where it was like well look you know we have we have actually got to start shooting (laughs) um so it had to sort of stop but it's interesting you saying you could have had so many more endings but i don't think we would have wanted to because that i think that's the danger when you have so many endings that they all become meaningless then i don't really i've lost faith in the film because i don't think it's adding anything or enriching me or giving me any more insight into the character whereas i hope that with the endings that we do have they are all reflecting different truthful endings that stefan feels he could have so it could be he's gone down into the paranoid conspiracy theory and influenced by the book heavily or he um has gone into the netflix fourth wall breaking scenario which is truth because it is, he is an actor in this film that we are all watching. It's just we've pulled back the layers. Or he goes on the train and is reunited with his mother, which, of course, is at the the root of the whole story, this sort of guilt he feels about his mother's untimely death and his involvement in that. Um, so they are all hopefully doing and revealing something new about him and his world. And so I don't think we would have wanted any more endings, or at least I can't think of anything that would that would make us feel, give us more insight into his character or the concepts behind the piece. I was going to say, actually, is there a true ending? Did you write a kind of ending that you knew in your heart was 
the right ending for Stefan or or did you genuinely just plan to explore different endings? It's tricky because in a way the true ending is sort of a combination of all of them mm. coexisting. Mm. Um, there are definitely ones you could read as, like, so the ending on the train where where he sort of goes back in, in a sort of dreamlike way, goes back in time and it's revealed that, like, he sort of imagined all of this in his dying moments in the psychiatrist's chair. You could say that it's all stemming from that in some way but then also you could say the same thing about there's a very fourth wall breaking ending where he's revealed to be an actor on the set so i i don't know there's definitely like there's probably the train ending and the ending where it flashes forward and you see pearl ripman as is coding this those are sort of in a way definitive endings and then all the other ones are endings to a different degree but probably the right answer is to say all of them sort of taken together or as many as you want to see taken together. It's all a bit of a weird hybrid experimental thing. And there is a lot of talk about the endings and how many there are in the mm-hmm. little secret endings, the hidden Easter eggs. Is, are there any endings or Easter eggs that viewers haven't found yet that you know are out there? Oh, there's one bit that it's impossible to get to, actually. <laughs> um, There's a scene where it's like where... Colin has met Stefan for like the third time or something. And he's like going, yeah, it's you again. Sort of thing that's, that, that we shot and it's, it was in the timeline, but you can't actually get to it anymore because of some tweak we made. There's like lots of little bits. One of my favorite little Easter eggs is there's a bit you can get to where Colin skips a scene for you where he goes, I'll skip to the next bit. And Stefan goes, what? And he goes, oh, for fuck's sake, I'll skip it for you. And claps his hands and just cuts, jump cuts to the next bit, which people stumble across eventually and go, what? <laughs> um, so I like things like that. So that's what Charlie and Annabelle had to say on Bandersnatch. And I still think one of the most interesting things is how much debate they're still having on the episode. And it was really interesting, actually, to hear there's some endings out there that are still undiscovered. HK, do you think you'll go back and look for them? I mean, I've been tempted to sit and watch Bandersnatch on my own again. I watched it for a second time with my housemate and it was interesting to see the choices that he made and the outcomes he ended up with. But would I sit through it a third time? I definitely don't think so. I get the feeling you would though. Yeah, I think I probably would. You know, like Charlie said uh, before, I think I have an element of the completist about me and I have to see absolutely everything. And I really want to believe that Black Mirror can keep shocking me, keep delivering things as it usually does. But then again, there's also plenty on Netflix for those who don't want to rerun the same show time and time again. And that's part of what Netflix is all about, discovering the shows you may have missed as well as discovering the shows you definitely should not miss. I think the hardest part about making a recommendation for what to watch after Bandersnatch is that it's very unique and like anything else on offer. Maybe you'll just have to watch it again and again until the fifth season. I think I'd say the best road to go down is one of those so bleak you don't sleep dramas, which is what I absolutely love. For example, Dark on Netflix um, has been out a couple of years, uh, but the German thriller could be the next one on your list, so watch out. It's a seriously creepy one. Unlike Black Mirror, this one's going to offer you jump scares, missing children and mysterious photographs, and there's plenty of plot to keep you going as well. The initial story starts in 2019, which is a bit spooky, and follows teenager Jonas as he tries to follow mysteries of missing people from the past. So if time travel, family dramas are your thing, this is right up your street. And a second season is on the cards, so fans will get some more episodes soon. Sounds very interesting. Maybe I'll give that a go next time. Um, I think the closest I've got to watching something similar to Bandersnatch is Maniac. 
It sees Emma Stone and Jonah Hill take on the roles of Annie and Owen, who go on a pharmaceutical trial um, in a bid to make their lives a little bit better. However, as most things, it definitely doesn't go to plan. It's one you have to concentrate on, but I think the ending's pretty uplifting, and I will admit I did shed a small tear or two. Do you know where you are right now? I'm in a drug trial. What do you think is wrong with you? I'm sick. But I don't matter. What would you say this trial is showing you about yourself? Is this therapy now? It's not therapy. It's science. Once you begin to appreciate the structure of the mind, there's no reason to believe that anything about us can't be changed. Pain can be destroyed. The mind can be solved. How many of your subjects have ended up catatonic? Zero. Roughly. My head doesn't work right. I thought maybe these people could fix me. Sounds stupid. That doesn't sound stupid to me. Okay, people, let's begin. In five, four, three, two, one. My mind is playing tricks. Multi-reality brain magic. I don't know what's real and what's not. Something's wrong. What did you do? Come on, wake up! Every time I separate them, they just find their way back together. You're not protecting those people in there. Oh, I think I might give it a go then. That's if you don't waste all your time watching the 99,999,000 combination of Bandersnatch, however many they are. I'll see you there. Should we split all the possibilities up? So that's all for this week. Thank you so much for listening. And if you liked what you heard, please like, subscribe and tell your friends. Come and get involved with the debate on Twitter which you can find us on at Netflix podcast, where we'll be teasing details of our next episode. Of course, don't forget to head over to express.co.uk for all your TV news and exclusive interviews. Next week, we're heading to 15th century Italy for Medici, Masters of Florence, season two. Make sure you tune in as we're going to be catching up with all of the stars of the cast, including the one and only Sean Bean. You do not want to miss this. See you next week. Bye. (laughs) 